helped me welcome for the first time to the show, David Harris Jr. How are you, brother? CL, it is a pleasure and an honor to be on your show with you today, my brother. I am good. Thank you so much for having me. I am so glad to have you on, David, and uh, we've been trying to do this now for several months. Finally, we got you on here. David, talk to us. Uh, let's talk first about how people can get a hold of you and bring you to where they are, hear about your book, hear about your life and your work. Tell us how to get in contact. My website is davidharrisjr.com. That's a great way to connect with me. Uh, it's where people can find out about my book and, and get my book there, um, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. You know, I just share in that book um, as, a, as an American that was watching the debates in 2015 going into 2016 after the third debate between Trump and Hillary. Uh, I just couldn't stay silent as to what I felt was so integrally important about this, about that race. And uh, it was a very pro-life message, and I just poured my heart out. And my inbox was flooded with messages from men, women, uh, Hispanic, black, Asian, white, that uh, a, a resounding theme was that their whole family were Democrats. But because of my message, they were going to vote for Trump because that was a vote for life. And I didn't have a platform. I just had like 1,500 friends. But the video went crazy viral. And because of those messages, I just began to continue to use my voice, hoping and believing that if it would wake up one person to choose life, it'd be worth it. And uh, I actually had the honor about a year after that of finding out that that message did resonate with at least one young woman that chose to give life to her unborn baby that was contemplating having an abortion. And uh, his, his picture was sent to me, a little baby Ian was born. So I've just been on this journey now trying to wake people up to, I believe, what is uh, what is against the mainstream media, the liberal bias media that so many people unfortunately succumb to and uh, and share a message of hope, life um, and, and truth. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. We're on with David Harris, Jr., and uh, you have just said something that has caused me to think, David. And this is this. How and, and that is this. How is it possible that black people have bought in wholesale to a point where we're actually having a negative growth rate uh, in the black community. Uh, how is it that we bought into this? What was so appealing about uh, uh, birth control or, or controlling the population? Who sold us that bill of goods? Talk to us about it. You know, it's such a sad state of affairs that so many of the black community have championed basically the demise of our own of our own people. Um, to the point that you said where we've got a negative growth rate in certain areas. I know there's more abortions of black babies in New York than black babies that are born. Um, it is truly a sad thing. I, I think that uh, I know that uh, obviously, as you do, that uh, Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, was a racist. She wanted to use it as eugenics. She wanted to wipe out the black community. Um, and I don't think that that part of the truth of the history of Planned Parenthood has been shared. It's not shared in schools. Uh, and then it's the Democrats, you know, they champion this pro-choice uh, message that it's all about your body. And they're really championing a message of victimhood because they say, hey, if you can't afford to bring a baby into this world uh, and you want to make sure that baby doesn't have to struggle, then it's your choice to, uh, to get rid of that baby. And it's just insane to me, CL. I mean, we're talking about the most innocent and precious of, of gifts that God has given to any of us. 
And uh, I think culture also plays a part in that. You know, the unfortunately, the especially the black urban culture, the music that the young kids are listening to is riddled with sex, drugs, uh, violence. And it's it's not a culture that will perpetuate actually life and hope. So it's it's a it's a sad state of affairs, but um, it's one that hopefully we will begin to turn the tide on as we're waking people up uh, to understand that these babies are gifts from God. They've got fingers, toes, heartbeats. They can feel pain, um, and um, absolutely, people say, you know what? I need to I need to be better about my choices and decisions instead of just hopping in bed and then using abortion as an as a last ditch effort to get rid of an unwanted pregnancy. That's it's. David Harris Jr. is my guest, folks. He is the author of the book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. Be sure to pick it up, Amazon, and you can get in touch with him, davidharrisjr.com. We have much more uh, to go with him, and I want to transition now to uh, something that you have alluded to, uh, David, and it is this, um, the vote, the black vote that we are seeing. There seems to be a trending, an indicator that uh, the black vote will be very surprising to Democrats as far as the abandonment of blacks from the party in 2020, or maybe blacks will stay home. But do we see an increase in percentages of blacks voting for Trump and maybe fewer who will go out and vote for the Democrat ticket? What would be the catalyst there? Talk to us. Well, I absolutely believe that we are seeing it. And I think that the those on the left are seeing it as well. You know, uh, a very striking, um, I think, alarming statement that van jones made about the state of the union address he said the president you know shot a a fire over the bow and he was talking about how he's the president has increased um funding for historical black colleges and universities he gave more than obama did and then he signed it into law so that it can't be used as a bargaining chip during budget time at the end of the year uh prison reform is huge for the black communities so many blacks have been incarcerated uh underneath uh, just an overly uh overly uh penal- penalized for their for their crimes nonviolent crimes drug offenses that uh the black community suffered from that and donald trump got prison reform done uh, add to that the opportunity zones that are going to see 9,000 communities around the country, mostly minority communities. They're going to see an influx of businesses, business growth, jobs um, because of the prisoner, because of the tax reform bill that the president passed. Uh, the president's done so much for the black community. And for Van Jones to not only identify that, but then acknowledge that, uh, it's interesting. He said it was a shot over the bow. I personally think it's a torpedo directly into the boat of the Democrat platform uh, as far as the black vote goes. And then when black Americans find out about these truths and then they go research them for themselves, then they can't stay with the side that says, well, you know what? Maybe I, he's a racist because the media tells me he is. But look at what he's doing for the black community. I think I like what he's doing for the black community more than I like trying to uh, harness with these feelings and side with these feelings over how I may personally feel about him because of some of the things he said. So I think it, we are going to see record turnout of black Americans uh, this year for this president. You know, David Harris Jr. is my guest uh, here today, folks, the author of the book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. And uh, he's certainly not silent here today. Uh, we 
relaunched uh, Black Voices for Trump in Atlanta a few months ago now. And uh, David and I were together were together with the president uh, there in Atlanta. There was something, David, that the president said uh, when he addressed that crowded room of black faces there in Atlanta. He said uh, when he was campaigning that he told the black community, whether you vote for me or not, I will be your greatest champion. David, is that a promise made and a promise kept? Talk to us. Absolutely, CL. You know, he, he went into 2016. He was he he uh, he championed just what he had to lose. He didn't talk about all the things he was going to do. But then he's done so many things for the black community. There's no way we can't acknowledge the fact that he is, I believe, the greatest champion that we've had in the White House probably since Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. It's it's a beautiful thing to see what this president has done for the black community. But uh, I know he loves all Americans. I mean, the 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 slanted, twisting that the mainstream media consistently tries to do to get black people emotional over that na- over that word racism. Uh, it's all a fraud. It's all a sham, just like all the other shams that they throw at this president's direction. Uh, I know I'll be with them next week at the Black History uh, Month event at the White House. I've met him several times, six, seven times now. Uh, there's not a racist bone in his body. And nobody ever accused him of being a racist until he decided to run for president as a Republican. Absolutely right. You're absolutely right there. And uh, in fact, Trump was a darling of so many people who actually uh, hate him now. In fact, they have the voodoo dolls of him now. He was actually their darling before he ran for president. And let me ask you this, then shifting gears to what we are seeing uh, in uh, the Democrat Party. Uh, There seems to be an ascension of Bloomberg uh, beginning to happen. Bloomberg may be rising. Uh, They don't seem to really want Buttigieg. They don't want Bernie Sanders. Uh, Are we beginning to see uh, perhaps some room being made for Mike Bloomberg there? And what are the problems that are inherent in a Bloomberg candidacy, particularly among black voters? Talk to us, David Harris. Well, the, the biggest thing, obviously, that's hit the news today is the fact that uh, he's he's speaking directly to, I believe, law enforcement. He's telling them that uh, they need to target the minority community. He says 90 to 95 percent of murders are, are minorities. And the problem with that is that it's factual. But the, it's the way that he says it. He, he continues to then say, you know, throw them up against a wall and frisk them. Okay, well, if, if you're... If I'm if I'm hearing you say throw them up against the wall and frisk them, then that means to me like I've got pretty much free reign to treat these individuals how I want, and that is no attitude that should ever be accepted by any person of color uh, from an individual that then wants to run our nation. So I think he's got some serious problems, uh, and I know that that just that just broke today. I, I personally would not vote for the man. But uh, I think he's got some serious issues, and I hope the black community um, recognizes those issues and uh, and then votes results, because the only person that's gotten results for the black community is President Trump. Absolutely. Uh, that is true. Before you came on, Corey Lewandowski was my guest. And let me ask you this, then. It was a, a question that I asked uh, Corey uh, just a few minutes ago. David Harris Jr. is my guest, and his book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent, get it. 
check it out and uh, see for yourself why there's going to be, in my opinion, a tsunami uh, that pushes Donald John Trump into his second term. But this is the question, David. Uh, When we look at the impeachment debacle and the failed state of that, does that spell actually a death knell for for the Democrat Party? Have they actually kill themselves, can they recover from the mishaps that they have experienced in Iowa and in the failed impeachment attempt? David Harris, Jr. You know, the the failed attempt after failed attempt from the Russia hoax to the Ukraine hoax uh, to Nancy Pelosi shredding the State of the Union um, speech that the president made, I've heard from so many people. I've seen so many messages, private messages. Uh, I've heard clips from Americans that have been Democrats and supporting Democrats for decades that say, you know what? I'm done. I'm tired of listening to this. Nothing they're saying is happening. Nothing that they've said has proven true. And then Nancy has the audacity to shred a speech that had a lot of amazing things in there about amazing people, heroes, uh, individuals that had lost loved ones, service member. It's just, I don't see, CL, I honestly don't see how Americans could continue to support the Democrat Party in its current state. And I don't see the Democrat Party doing anything differently to change. So I do think we're seeing the absolute implosion of the Democrat Party in the eyes of the American people. they'll, They'll probably just stay home. They probably won't vote. So many Americans are probably just not going to vote for Democrats. And I think that uh, from the poll numbers that we've seen from the rallies that this president has been holding, there's been 20 to 25 percent of the tickets purchased have been from Democrats. I think there's a lot of Americans out there that say, you know what, I'm tired of feeling like I'm being lied to. I'm tired of the disdain that I'm seeing from individuals like Nancy Pelosi and Schiff uh, and uh, Nadler. And I want to go hear what this president has to say. And I'll tell you. When they go to a Trump rally or when they truly just listen to the man speak for themselves, I think they're going to be hooked. They're going to say, you know what? He's got my vote. He's he's doing what he said he was going to do. He's keeping his promises. The economy is booming. We just had another record in our stock market. We need to give this man four more years. Four more years is the battle cry, folks, coming from Black Voices for Trump Advisory Board member, my colleague, uh, David Harris, Jr., author of the book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. He is also a fellow of the Falkirk Center and, of course, as I have mentioned, board member, advisory board member, along with me, Black Voices for Trump. And we're going to return with him after this short break. There's much more for us to talk about. About, I want to talk about uh, prison reform and how this president has, in fact, uh, been a champion of that as well. Um, as I tell you often, folks, uh, I am uh, someone who has seen both sides of the street. Former president of the NAACP, Garland, Texas, a dad in the wool, a liberal, uh, some over 30 some odd years ago. And I saw the light. David has a story uh, as well of seeing the light and changing a direction. And that is the important part of this conversation. There is a directional change that so many in this country must take, especially those who have been voting in blocks 
ethnically, ethnically for so long. And I am seeing that crack with the work that's being done by people like David Harris Jr. and uh, Black Voices for Trump. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. I'll return with more after these brief words. Don't you go anywhere. I'll be right back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge daily right here on the CL Bryant Show throughout the Fruit of Plains. I want to thank all of our terrestrial stations who uh, replay the show. And I also want to thank uh, other platforms who have us on live, uh, like Loving Liberty and uh, Liberty Roundtable. And want to thank all of you for being there for us and helping to make us as popular as we have become. Um, thanking Red State Talk Radio, our flagship station throughout the Fruited Plains and around the globe. And if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app and all the shows are archived there. This show will be archived there. In fact, this show uh, will be replayed. I believe that's Friday that we're replaying uh, this show. So if you, you're listening and a friend of yours may have missed it, our interview with Corey and of course here with uh, my friend David Harris Jr., uh, be sure to tell them they can tune in again on Friday and catch what they have missed. We're on with my special guest uh, this uh, segment of um, uh, and he's the author of the book Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. David Harris Jr. David Harris Jr. dot com. He is also uh, very proud to be a fellow of Falkirk Center. And uh, David, let's continue with our conversation now. And uh, when we talk about certain reforms that other presidents had um, t- considered, why is it? That this president, how is it that this president actually got something done that other presidents, in particularly Barack Obama, did not get done? Talk to us about that. You know, I think it goes to the vision and mission of the president's heart, uh, Donald Trump's heart. Uh, his his mission, I believe, going in, you know, he's got a long track record of doing things to support those in the black community that were champions in uh, in their communities, 
And I believe that he wanted to make sure that he utilized his time in office to do things that things like Obama did not get done. Uh, you know, you, you look at Alice Johnson, the, the commercial play during the Super Bowl of when Alice Johnson was freed. He pardoned her. Obama was petitioned to pardon her, and he turned her down several times. He wouldn't even listen to it. I think he had a different agenda for our country. And he, and he said he wanted to fundamentally transform the foundation of our country, which I don't believe was a good thing at all. And I expound on that in my book. Um, and a great place to get that book, too. I thank you so much for promoting it. It's on my website, com. But I believe that this president's heart is actually for all people, but he understands that the black community in this country has suffered greatly um, from some very bad deals. The, the three strikes bill uh, was horrible for the black community. And he, he is a master negotiator. He wrote the art of the deal. He built a multi-billion dollar global empire. He understands how to get the job done. And he absolutely, I believe, said, I want to do something positive and impactful for the black community while I'm in office. And he's done that. Prison reform is huge. Uh, it's, it's reunited so many black individuals with their families that were looking at life and even double and triple life sentences. I've interviewed several of them on my show. So uh, the, the, the beautiful thing about what this president's doing uh, is he didn't get in office because of the black vote. But I definitely believe that what he's done on so many fronts for the black community is going to see an amazing turnout. And I believe we're going to help get him another uh, another run in office, um, another four years. Absolutely. And Black Voices for Trump, folks, I continually want to remind you of that has been very instrumental in doing that. David and I both are on the advisory board for Black Voices for Trump. Uh, David, um, let me uh, then ask you this. Let's go down this trail here. Um, Unfortunately, still, there are so many, both black, white, whoever they might be. Uh, When you mention conservative, when you mention Republican, and certainly when you mention the word uh, or the name Donald Trump, uh, their eyes glaze over and they they, they almost have um, a spasm as far as that is concerned. How did we become so programmed uh, as as uh, people, um, black people in particular, I'm speaking of. But then how is it that young whites are so enraptured with people like Bernie Sanders, AOC? What type of climate are we seeing uh, emerge here in America when we see a youthful drift toward socialism? David Harris, Jr., you know, the youthful issue, I believe, is spawned because of the education system, uh, the structures, the, the teachers, the professors. You know, Charlie Kirk wrote an amazing book uh, exposing that anywhere from 70 to 80, even 90 percent in some schools of the professors, teachers are liberals and they're pushing an agenda. And our kids are coming out of this uh, out of school being indoctrinated, basically, with these ideal uh, ideologies that are not of free market capitalization. They're, they're not understanding that's what makes our country uh, the greatest country that's ever existed in the, in the history of the world. They don't understand these things. And so you've got Bernie Sanders and, and AOC that are trying to champion these anti-capitalism messages. 
and basically trying to act like Santa Claus, that everything needs to be free and redistribute the wealth, and the wealthy are the enemy. And it's this total message that, that's been uh, unfortunately accepted because of the educational system. And then you go back to you know the black community uh, supporting Democrats, and I was fortunate enough that my mother didn't tell me to just blindly vote one party, period. She said, pay attention to who votes not what they say when they're in the public limelight, not when they're making speeches. Pay attention to what they voted and how they voted, and then vote your values, vote your beliefs. And so for me, for for any individual that believes that unborn baby can be murdered in the womb, uh, they're not going to get my vote. If that is morally off with them, then what else is off, in my opinion? So I believe that we need to wake up in this country. You know, I'm, I'm so fortunate and thankful that God grabbed me and got a hold of me when he did because I was going down the wrong path in, in high school. I was into drugs. I was dealing drugs. Um, and God grabbed me and got a hold of me and, and showed me his love. And it woke me up to realize, you know what? I, I, I need to not follow my own way. I need to follow God's plan for my life. And in doing that, I've been married almost 26 years now. I have two beautiful kids. Um, I've been very successful in business. And God has blessed my life. And I really think that we need that kind of a heart wake-up call in all of our lives, no matter our color. We all need that kind of a heart wake-up call that says, I need to understand that I'm not on this earth by accident. I'm here for a purpose and a reason, and I'm alive right now in this time for a reason. And God can connect me to that, and then he can direct my steps to help make sure that I'm using the best opportunities of my time and resources in this moment. Well said, David Harris Jr. is my guest. You said something that I want to uh, revisit here uh, early in your comment there. You said that uh, there's a Santa Claus mentality, uh, good buddy uh, Rush Limbaugh, and let's all pray for Rush in his battle uh, with uh, um, lung cancer. And also I solicited your prayers for my wife, Jane, as well. Uh, but Rush uh, coined that phrase, uh, you can't, it's hard to beat Santa Claus. It's hard to beat Santa Claus. Uh, when we think think about the money that it would take to bring about uh, the the goodies that Bernie and uh, Warren and Cortez and those types uh, are, are espousing. Uh, is there also, David Harris Jr., an awakening that's going on in this country about the fiscal reality of the free market and the capitalist system. Are black people beginning to enjoy that to a point where that alone would help them to throw off the shackles of socialism? I believe that some are beginning to see it. I know that, again, I travel all over the country. I, I meet a lot of uh, people of all backgrounds and races, but specifically, I'm always normally wearing my Keep America Great hat or I'm wearing a Donald Trump uh, T-shirt or something that shows my support for this president. And I'm always looking to find out how people are going to respond. And two, three years ago, especially three years ago, when I was wearing my Donald Trump gear, I definitely got a lot more crazy looks from black folks. I've actually even had an opportunity to sit next to a gentleman on the plane that uh, thought he was being punked. He, he, he didn't he didn't believe we really existed, blacks that support this president. <laughs> but it, it gave it gave me the opportunity, CL, to actually talk to him and share with him why I support this president. And when I begin to break down fact after fact after fact and all the different points that you've always so eloquently shared. Um, he said, you know what? I hadn't heard of any of those things. 
because he listens to the mainstream media. I said, please do your research. If you look at your research and you look at what's going on, and I know you're seeing the benefit in your 401k from this economy, you'll see why we're supporting this president. So I believe there is a lot of people that are waking up uh, to enjoy what uh, what we have under this, underneath this current administration. Absolutely. And you know what, David? Um, the, the one thing that I, I always ask uh, everyone who has come on the show and everybody has been on the show from Hannity to you name them. They've been on the show uh, to Judge Janine uh, uh, Pirro. They've been on the show. And Michelle, we got to get her back real soon, by the way. Uh, Hannity, Hannity, too. Call call Linda, get Hannity on. But this is the thing that we I want to ask you, because it's one that's important for people to get a good look and see who you are when you answer this question. David, um, you've been on the the trail a long time you've been fighting the good fight a a good while now you've been successful you've turned your life around and uh, america is a place where you and i can tell our american story so when you sit on the porch with your wife and you you're in the rocking chair and you're looking into the setting sun holding hands and you've uh, sort of hung up your your spurs and uh, your, your your saddle and you're reflecting over your life talk to us about legacy what is it that David Harris Jr. want us to recall and remember about his life? Talk to us about your legacy. You know, Shiel, that's a great question. You know, that's something that, uh, that I do think about uh, often and because it brings us back to the reality that we, we won't be in this current situation. We won't have... You know, as many days on Earth, eventually we will be uh, at the end of our race at some point. And, you know, I, I want to know that I utilize the time I had wisely, that I not a, that I didn't get a, get in front of God. You know, I, I've, I've run ahead of God so much in my life. And he finally gave me this picture like a good father would. He showed me this picture of oftentimes he'll give me something that I'm excited about. He'll show me something that he wants to do with me, uh, co-laboring with him, just like a father would love to work with his son or daughter on on an, on, an, on anything. And um, he showed me that he would give me this something. He would give me something, and then I would go take off and leave him behind. And I don't want to do that. I want to be able to live my life, live love my family well, and know that what he's calling me to do. I'm doing it with him in his timing, trusting on him and walking in his pace. And I believe that if I do that with him, all things are possible. I won't leave anything on the table and I'll be able to to know that I'm going to hear him say, well done, good, faithful servant, um, you know, when that day comes. So that that is my goal. Hopefully I'll make uh, in that journey. I'll make the impact that he wants me to make in this generation waking people up to not stay silent, to use their voice, to to research, uh, to understand why they believe the way they do, and then be vocal about it and and, and make their own impact. Uh, and hopefully that's what I have the opportunity to do and, and feel good about. Well said. Well done, man. And uh, tell the people one more time how they can engage with David Harris Jr. Yeah, DavidHarrisJr.com is my website where you can get my book. On all my social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, I'm at David J. Harris Jr. 
for all social media handles. So I've had the I've had the president retweet me and share my videos on his Instagram before. Um, I try to just uh, be a voice and uh, utilize the voice that I've got to to wake people up and bring truth uh, in a time that's so desperate in need of it. Well, God bless you and keep you, man. And thank you for sharing with us how he has blessed you the same as he has blessed this nation from sea to shining sea. Continue to fight the good fight, David. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Thank you again, friend, for being on with me here today.